quickly. Let's have a look. Just check one sec. Perfect. Yeah, that's working now. We'll just double check. Yeah, perfect. That is all on on that. Brilliant. So great. So I'm here with Caroline Quinton Smith from Calm Quiet Space. All about today is I wanted to get Caroline on to speak about meditation. Now, meditation is something that I'll be honest, I poo-pooed actually for a while. Not rather poo-pooed, rather just thought, you know what, I haven't really got time. Probably won't work for me. Too busy. I'm fine anyway. Kind of them reasons, if I'm honest, went kind of through my head. So since then, I have more embraced it. I, I am actually, I, this is something that I do daily now. What that is and how that looks might be completely different to what you think meditation is. And that's exactly why I've got Caroline in today. So Caroline, if you want to introduce yourself, what you do, where you, how you do it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Hi everybody, um, Caroline Quinton-Smith. I run Calm Quiet Space Mindfulness um, based in Great Bedwin. I also teach, well, pre-lockdown, I also taught in Newbury. Um, and yeah, I run eight week courses, uh, introduce, introduction to mindfulness. I also run some weekend courses um, and really just um, teach people how, what, what, it, what it's all about. Um, and since lockdown, I've been running uh, a, online courses. And in fact, that's, that's worked really well. I've been running some for Matt um, yeah. on Monday evenings. So yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So I've got a few questions that have come in um, from and been asked many times you know when I'm describing what we do in like the kickstart program that we have some of the ladies who ask you know what what does it involve I'll talk about kind of the food element the fitness element but also kind of the self-care element and I'll say we also have live meditations and some people kind of come at that from an angle of oh that's great and other people who maybe are skeptical or, or just don't think it's for them might just completely write it off but before we go into it I just want to ask your what you kind of say to this in terms of what meditation actually is because and what it isn't because I think it's important to distinguish that so what is meditation well, it, it, it's interesting because I teach mindfulness meditation meditation itself is a technique um, uh, that an individual can do to focus their attention on something whether it be the breath or the sounds or looking at a bird it, it, it's it's to um, create awareness and to help us be more in the present moment. There's lots of different types of meditation, but what I teach is mindfulness meditation. I actually think that it almost should have another name because I just think the word meditation, people just imagine, you know, someone oming and, you know, kind of cross-legged in an uncomfortable position, which you can sit cross-legged, that's fine, lots of people do. But for me, my meditation is, is a short practice of, of training my mind yeah and, and and we can you know i can elaborate on that but that the actual practice of meditation and it can be there's lots of different meditations um we can have the meditation of the breath meditation of the body we can do loving kindness meditation um compassion meditation there's lots of different meditations we can do and actually <clears throat> you know if you go on youtube or there's books there's apps there's lots out there 
And there's lots of really good apps that um, one of my favorite apps is 10% Happier. And it's just brilliant. And it, 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 it makes it for sort of real for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the reason I kind of the meditation and asking you know, yourself to do meditations for us too is around kind of the, how the research has grown behind it as well from like a scientific point of view yeah. um, in terms of, you know, they look at diets and, and weight loss, for example, diets with elements of mindfulness, meditation seem to do better in terms of longevity, in terms of keeping the weight off long term. We know that if you think about what most people struggle with in terms of sticking to something, it can often be, you know, the snacking, the tiredness and stress more so than the plan itself. Like it's more so just life on top of that and how we handle that. And we know that meditation can help with kind of the prefrontal cortex of our brain, which allows us to make decisions based on where we want to be kind of in a longer term mindset rather than that impulsive. So that's kind of why we got round into it. So what are kind of the myths around meditation? Like, cause why would someone come to me and kind of go, oh no, no, meditation is not for me before even trying it? Really good question. Um, because people think that uh, meditation is about stopping our thoughts and having a clear mind. And they may say, <clears throat> um, or, you know, it's about positive thinking. And they say, well, I, you know, I, I, my mind's too busy. It isn't about stopping our thoughts. It's about noticing our thoughts. It's actually about changing our, you know, it's changing our relationship with our thoughts. Um, because we live in our heads, we, we just so, we think everything goes on here. We're just in our heads the whole time. The minute we wake up, the, we have this thinking um, and it's throughout the day. And what we start, what this practice helps us do is to notice our thoughts and to change the relationship with them. Um, yeah. it, it isn't about getting rid of thoughts. You can meditate if you're the sort of person who has a busy mind. In fact, you should, well, should, you know, but it, it, um, it's a great benefit if you have got a busy mind to start to recognize those thoughts as just thoughts. They're not real. They're mental events. And often people do find this hard you know, to get their heads around. Um, and that's why I, I know for me, I, I like to teach it over eight weeks because it's a very gradual process. And the, the going back to actually your first question about what, what meditation is, it's this retraining of the brain. So we come to you to exercise our physical, you know, our physical bodies to strengthen our muscles. You know, I will say that when you're lifting weights or you're doing, you know, your cans at the moment online, you know, we are strengthening those muscles and every day they get a little bit stronger. It's a very slow process. And meditation is the same. Imagine you're exercising um, your mindfulness muscle. Every yeah. day you do a five, you know, one, two, three, whatever, five minute meditation. Very slowly you're, you're retraining your brain. You're strengthening the mindfulness muscle. And what can someone look to get out of that? Like, so why would someone start doing it? And because it's a very hard thing to start sometimes, because I think it's sometimes, you know, if we're stressed and busy, it's like another thing to add in, which seems quite, you know, laborious. It seems like, you know, I, I don't really have time to chuck this in on top. I'm tired you know, why would someone want to do it? Obviously, I've discussed like the prefrontal cortex, how, the importance of stress and tiredness and how 
actually meditation has been shown to kind of reverse that as has sleep and not to mention I'm very coming at this from an angle of sleep a lot just simply because if if some of the ladies struggle with sleep this can impact hunger our motivation and ultimately our energy which dictates what we do anyway that's kind of our one of our biggest impacts so I'm always interested from a point of view of okay if we can get whole if we can become a bit more well rested this is going to be a good thing but yeah what are some of the benefits that you kind of see from it just going back to you know why should someone do it, it mm. you have to want to do it they're there it's all very well you or i saying you really you know this will make a difference to your life you know you should do it blah blah blah, blah. you have to want to do it um and maybe want to try and and certainly give it give it a bit of time um so i also think some people and this may maybe not what you want to hear, but if you come in to do meditation for, to, for results driven, like I, I'm going to meditate because I'm going to get to there. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to achieve this. It's sort of the wrong, the, the wrong way around. It's like an inside out um, benefit. It, it, we, we start with ourselves um, and then you may get those results, but it, it's, you know, maybe people come to meditation. I'm really stressed. I've got a really busy mind. I'm really anxious. I'm going to go on a mindfulness course to fix that. And I try and say to people to, to kind of forget about the results, just do the practice and then see what happens. And I will start with ourselves. Um, we're often not very nice to ourselves. We have this self-critical voice in our head that um you know whatever it may be you know okay i'm gonna um i'm gonna exercise today and i'm only gonna eat you know 1300 calories and then at the end of the day i haven't achieved that i've had two glasses of wine a kit kat and i you know i cut short my exercise and then we immediately go oh you know i'm such an idiot this all this self-critical voice the first thing for me i was is it's about being kind to ourselves about changing that relationship with ourselves mindfulness isn't about changing who we are it's about befriending who we are and starting to get to know ourselves and to understand our thinking we start noticing that voice in our head that self-critical voice and and changing that relationship so one of the benefits is it's it can be calming that chattering mind recognizing when we are chatting about a certain subject going over and over it in our head and actually asking ourselves the question if we've if we suddenly realize you know we're totally fixated on something going over and over and we've been thinking about it for days and then we try and go to sleep at night and that whole it's going round and round in our head i would say we're on a thought bus actually stopping and asking the question do i want do i want do i want to be thinking about this all day and we can take a moment and there's someone I was listening to a lecture recently. He talks about feeding the beast. So we have this subject, which is the beast. I mean, it could be at the moment, the beast could be COVID-19. We're all going round my head. How's this going to you know, pan out? But we feed it with more thinking. We just keep thinking about it. But actually, if we were able to feed something more positive, something more um, calming, which the one thing that we always have that is always here is the breath. And actually, if you and I just sat for 10 seconds and tune into the breath, 
you can immediately feel calm. It stops that chattering. You just come, you know, some teachers call it coming home. I always think it just sounds a bit, you know, a bit twee, but actually we're just coming back to the body, back to ourselves. We always have the breath. We always have the body. So being able to take that moment, coming out of the thinking and coming to the breath, feeling the weight of the body on the chair, feeling the breath, that can be calming. Mm. And so we learn this skill to come out of the thinking head um, and we can free ourselves from this constant chatter, this you know, monkey mind, this beast that goes on. Um, we, have, we have the ability to be able to come back, come out of the thought process, even if it's just for a really short period of time. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so having chattering mind is the benefit. Yeah, because it's it's a bit like, you know, I talk about a lot, like getting out of your head, right? Because when you're in your head, you're thinking about stuff. We're kind of more anxious in in a nutshell, and that's why I talk about like writing stuff down as much as possible. Because I can I can be thinking, ah, oh, what a rubbish day, until I actually write some questions down, answer some questions at the end of the day, and say you know, three things that worked well today, three things I'm grateful for. This is how I want to wake up tomorrow. One thing, my main priority tomorrow is I'm getting it out and onto paper. Okay. All of a sudden I'm kind of in a different space, but yeah, having the breath is something you can apply to anywhere, right? Like, you know, in the past I've had issues with like public speaking and stuff like that, like where you're really nervous. The one thing you can get hold of is always your breath always there and it's the same with um you know like whatever people find like really nerve-wracking yeah you can always have that and this kind of brings me on to my next question which is um basically the obstacles to meditating in terms of how we do it when we do it where we do it and, and to be more specific if i go into some of these questions that i've had so uh I've heard a good idea is to have a quiet space that you can go to at a similar time each day. So you're creating a habit and sending those messages to the brain. What's your views on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're able to, and some people, people, we always find excuses. Well, I haven't got a space. There isn't anywhere in my house that is quiet. But actually, I will say if you're in your bedroom, um, if we're talking about ladies specifically, if they've got a dressing table, you could put a little candle on your dressing table with a, with a, with a box of matches. And that's your that signifies, oh, that's where I'm going to do my meditation. Light the candle. So you've your your that's your symbol. I'm going to light the candle and I'm going to sit for five minutes You in a in a bath. I mean, some people could run their bath and they could do their meditation in the bath. We can find that space if you've got an outside space. And even if there's people around, you can put your headphones on. We can find those spaces wow. um, sitting on the bed, lying on the bed. Um, yeah, I think having your space, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not beneficial if you you, know, you change that space. And it may be your circumstances are that you have to move around. Um, but yeah, having having at that regular space to do it and including it into your day, writing it into your schedule, you know, even if it's one minute, um, the research has shown that one minute a day can start to make those changes in your brain. 
and yeah, that's, ten, that's 10 breaths we've yeah. you know, 10 breaths count just counting 10 breaths that's a start we can start somewhere one breath one mindful breath will will start to make those changes i like that because there's something someone could do just today and i advise if you are listening watching just to try that right now spend 10 seconds one minute whatever just focusing on your breath and that that leads me to the next question which i think i know the answer to but is if anyone has any questions by the way and you're just on now feel free to comment below and i can ask them later or now is sitting in a field hill or just a garden with your eyes closed focusing on your breath or listening to the birds still meditation so in other words are you do you have to be guided or is it still meditation to just sit in a field, hill, garden, with your eyes shut, listening to birds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always describe it as the formal meditation is when you you go and either do a guided meditation or you set your phone and you say, I'm going to meditate for five minutes, listening, you know, feeling my breath or whatever it might be. But informal is you can do it anytime. And I always say just having a cup of coffee, um, you know, holding the cup of coffee, smelling the coffee, tasting the coffee just that first couple of sips of your coffee that is being mindful because you're paying attention to it sitting in a field listening to the birds even like I, here i'm in my office and I, if i'm busy on, on my computer if i just look up i'm i can look out now and i'm looking at the leaves just blowing right outside that they're, they're moving if i focused on that just for 20 seconds tuned into that that is a an informal or free range mindful practice when you're going for your walk you know as you say sitting on in a field just looking around you it doesn't have to be for very long but you're tuning into that present moment experience using your senses you know your sense of smell your sense of hearing just hearing what's going around you the sense of touch feeling your body sitting on the grass feeling the breeze in your face all those things is being mindful so yes, you can do it anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's a big obstacle because a lot of the ladies will say to me, oh, I'd never do meditation, but they're actually kind of doing it anyway. Yeah. Right. So um, I guess one last question. Hey, Sandy. One last question would be, um, I often fall asleep when I meditate, so I can't do it. Now I'm bringing this up because one, this was the question I have, but two, I actually fall asleep yeah. Um, so but I actually see that as a good almost I look at it and I'll start off meditating if halfway through I fall asleep I see it as I probably needed it and actually I wake up feeling great but anyway what's your opinion on that yeah I, I think it's fine and I mean it, that shouldn't be a reason to stop meditating a lot of people may want to do the body scan, body scan meditation to go to sleep at night. And that's fine. You're, if you want to do this retraining the brain, then it's better to stay awake. So then you could choose to do um, a short meditation in the day where, you know, you're sitting upright. Maybe, maybe that's why often you see, you know, traditionally people uncomfortable in uncomfortable positions because they can't they don't fall asleep if you try and sit cross-legged on the floor with your your legs intertwined you ain't going to fall asleep um so it, it just depends what you want to get from this yes if you want to do a meditation it makes you fall asleep that is fine 
is better than not doing the meditation, but you could fit one in in the day where, where you are going to maybe just three minutes, just tuning in um, to the breath, to sounds, to the body, whatever it may be, maybe sit on the floor you know, to get that benefit of, 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 of you know, strengthening that mindfulness muscle. But certainly if you just do your meditation and you fall asleep, that's fine. You know, again, not beating yourself up about any of this being remembering that being kind to yourself changing the way you speak to yourself yeah and i think that is kind of the message in it all isn't it really yeah and not to put the pressure on for it to be this perfect thing yeah because nothing is otherwise we just put it off and it's the same with exercise same with diet waiting for the perfect time whenever mm-hmm. that may be without defining what perfect is and i think i just want to wrap up with um one last question. What would you say to someone trying to get started with meditation today, didn't know where to start? What would you tell them to do? One mindful breath. And what does it look like? It looks like this. That's it. It's done. Tune in to one mindful breath. When you are focusing on your breath, you can't be going into the thinking. And I always say this. If people say, I can't meditate. Mm. It, it, the re, why they think they can't meditate is because they're thinking they can't meditate. You know, there's there's always something else to do. But I've probably done this before in the classes. If we if we sit and right now, Matt, right now, this second, do we have a problem? Right no. now, is there a problem? No. No, there isn't. Because I've just asked you a question. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. We're here right now. There's no problem. The minute we log off here, I'm going to go and do that. There's a problem. I yeah. find something, you know, my husband's left his breakfast bowl on the table. It's a problem. Yeah. We, but, but actually we create the problems in our minds. And so when I just start with one or two mindful breaths, maybe stretch it and have 10 mindful breaths, which is just tuning in to the present moment. And it's, and it's simple we make it complicated by by thinking yeah cool no i like that perfect so where can people find out more about you caroline uh well i have a website calmquietspace.co.uk also my calm quiet space facebook page at the moment during lockdown every friday morning at eight o'clock i'm doing a live meditation really short i chat for about a minute then we do a 10 minute meditation and i always finish with a poem so people can start there you you can also get it on catch up um and obviously i you know i love i run my classes but there are some really good apps out there um you know websites youtube books there's so much um or drop me an email you know send me a message um you can find me through matt but yeah um perfect everybody with it yeah no that's great that's really helpful. And that's, it's given a good place to start actually, which, you know, is, is always, because obviously we do our meditations that you come in and do on a Monday, every fortnight. So it should be this Monday. And, you know, for some people to start with that, they can sometimes be like, Oh, what's it involved? Da, da, da. I think it's a good, hopefully this will give someone a good kind of indication of how to get started and make it really simple and get them. Get them out of it for them. Perfect. Thank you for that. Caroline anyone um found that helpful if you anyone has any other questions just comment or send me a message or send Caroline a message um and we'll see if we can help from there brilliant have a good day thank you see you Caroline Bye. bye bye see ya